2: Here in our tranquil studio. Oh my god, this studio. So much so much going on. We are having the worst luck with our new studio. This place is, when we came to look at it, quiet as a church mouse. Literally, like you could hear a pin drop. Um, and t- today we've got uh, people who normally quietly do pottery next door, um, have a circular saw in the garden and they are, I don't even know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean I don't think you guys will notice too much because yeah. I
3: don't think it, I don't think it picks up that much but like for us it, you can hear it a lot. Yeah, it sounds
2: like there is an extreme amount of construction happening literally the other side of the wall. Yeah,
3: exactly. Um, um so hopefully it's not too annoying for you guys
2: um, because obviously we want the sound quality to be good mm-hmm. and they have assured us that they do it once every few months, if that. I mean, it's literally
3: hilarious. Like, I feel like the boys that we share the studio with have not been having any issues. No,
2: we're just picking the worst days. We're
3: just, for some reason, get all the days where stuff is, um, stuff is happening. So mm-hmm. yeah,
2: but how are you otherwise? I'm good. <laughs> what a week I've had. Um, <laughs> okay. I went to Thorpe Park. <laughs> you went to Thorpe
3: Park? <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: my goodness. I went to Thorpe Park on Monday. Oh my God. Yeah. How is it on a Monday?
3: Oh, I guess now it's it's
2: School holidays. trips. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Full of school trips. I, I went with the children I used to nanny. Cute. I got a text from their mum last week that was like, hello, do you have any free days next week? The children would like to take you to Thorpe Park. And I they was were like, taking you to Thorpe Park, yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. And I was like, if I don't do this, I'm not going to see them yeah. for months. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my God, fine. It's not my vibe at all. It's not my vibe in any way. Are you a coaster head? No, I'm not. <laughs> if you were at Thorpe Park on Monday, if anybody's listening and they were at Thorpe Park on Monday, you may have seen... A, also, all the rides are like... You have to ride in twos. So yeah. most of the time I'm just on my own yeah. on a ride. Yeah. So you might have seen us solo... Wait, so these kids took you to Thorpe Park but did not want to sit next to you? They didn't ride with me. Sometimes they did. Sometimes we stopped. But but, um, but uh, the girl didn't want to ride any of them on her own. So right. it was... It was she was alternating between me and her brother. Right. Um, but yeah, I was often to neat be s- trick, often to be seen <laughs> solo. Very <neat laughs> on a roller coaster, trick. grumbling <laughs> about how I got myself into this. Why my life has come to this? Yeah. The amount of work I have to do. Yeah. Why am I on? Why am I here? colossus right now? Yeah. Sounds
3: great, colossus. Yeah. I'm a big. I'm a big coaster head. Are you? I love roller coasters so much, and I'd sort of forgotten about this. I don't know why, because I love them, but I'd sort of forgotten until like two years ago I went to the Netherlands, and my sister had decided we were all going to go to this theme park, and I was like, I'm here for three days, I don't want to go to the theme park. Yeah. What are we doing? We're an adult. I was really grumpy, and (laughs) sulking. (laughs) And also knowing <laughs> Do you not have a choice then? Oh no mm. You do not have a choice When this sister Decides something is happening uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It is happening Yeah Like no one else Everyone else can be like Why is it happening? Mm. But we're saying that As we're going towards <laughs> The it. thing that we're doing As you're being strapped Into yeah. a roller coaster yes. yeah. So I And it, you know Patrick was there And he was just sort of like He was also like Not sure why I was so grumpy But I, he was just like I, "It will, It will be fine Like we have to spend the day With them anyway We might as well just go and walk yeah. in this theme park but it wasn't a particularly nice day I was like I don't understand and so we get to the theme park and I get on the first roller coaster and I, I have <laughs> I, just, I, I just have this like instant like mood change and revelation where I'm like right I love roller coasters. <laughs> like I love it, and I used to be so excited to go to theme parks. Like I love, 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 love roller coasters so much. You
2: we like, ended pull up back in after being on it. And you're like, this
3: is the best. It day was, ever. and like we ended up like it was like from the moment I was oh, strapped in, I was like having that like you know it's like a smell memory or whatever you having yeah. all the memories, and I'd never been on this particular roller coaster before, and. <laughs> I was just like, this is, I mean, this is the best day. I was like mm. a, the most excited. And uh, we ended up like, you know how you have the pictures? We ended up buying them. I've never bought a roller coaster picture in my life. But Patrick was like, you have to, we have to buy it because mm. it's both him and me in absolute ecstasy having the time of our lives. <laughs> After I'd been sulking, grumpy, just like having the worst time. That's so funny. Also, my sisters are people who are incredibly well prepared for everything. So mm. they brought like snacks for the whole day. They had like teas, coffees like everything was in thermite so-,
2: <laughs> so you just have like the dream day what
3: a day wow I'll, I'll put the, I'll, I'll, if I find the, the roller coaster picture I'll put it on,
2: on stories but yeah. I You've, they've fucked it now though because you're going to want to go every time you go home
3: oh my god like when you just went Thor Park I was like well weren't you just having the time of your life dead easy to get to Thorpe Park from London yeah, I've never even been. I've never been to Thor Park, I've never been to Alton Towers, and it's only since that roller coaster experience that I've that I've been like, why haven't I gone to these places?
2: Well, next time I'm uh, I'm provoked into going by the children.
4: I'll oh, t- I'll we'll happily
3: go <laughs> I'll
2: happily keep this this girl uh company. Yeah. So you can sit next to the boy for a we while. We went on the Walking Dead one, Oh, uh, and I just there's I was a walking dead one. Yeah, there's a walking dead one. Oh, and sick. you have to run through the dark. <gasps> and I was shouting the whole time, I can't believe I let you talk me into this. <laughs> <gasps> I... She's 12, he's 14, and I'm just screaming at them. If anybody jumps out at me, I will kill the both of you.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I genuinely, I think I would have the best time.
2: Oh, God. It was. It was okay. I'm not horrible with rides. I just think I know too much now. I know you know when you're a kid you're gonna roller coaster, you don't think about like malfunctioning and You don't think about the time at Alton Towers that someone lost a leg. a leg. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas like I was on a roller coaster, there was a guy behind me that I didn't know. You kept looking down, you I were was, like, I have two legs. I was on my <laughs> own. The guy behind me I didn't know. We're about to like set off. I think he thought I was a teenager because from behind, let's be honest. And he tapped <laughs> me on the shoulder. So creepy. <laughs> He tapped me on the shoulder and went, um, he went, can I tell you something? Somebody died on this one last week. And I was like, you're not freaking me out right now, man. Because everything you're telling me, I'm already thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, already yeah. there. I'm there. Yeah. You, also. This can't get any worse. What the hell? I know. Really bad etiquette. Bad roller coaster that etiquette. That is just not what you do. Yeah. I don't like that. I That's think- like
3: the people who were like, do you remember this? Like when the last, or when the sixth Harry Potter book came out. People oh. were, like, going through the streets, like, yelling spoilers. I don't remember that, but that's horrible. Yeah, people were, like, driving, like, in a car, <gasps> yelling. And this will be a spoiler, so avert your ears if you haven't yeah, <laughs> I mean, read okay.
2: it. I mean, if if you don't know what happens in Harry Potter by now, then... It's yeah, but it could
3: sh- be that we have some teenagers listening who have yet to, I
2: don't know, okay, brave it. Well, pick a better book. Pick, pick a better author. Yeah, pick a better author.
3: But, um, the yeah, at, at the time, they were, like, driving through the streets yelling, Dumbledore's dead. <sighs> Horrible. And it's just, and I'm just, I'm Horrible. so
2: confused by it. Mm. Because I'm just, like, what's the aim? What t- pleasure do you actually get out of that? What pleasure? I, um, my mum would only buy one book. And then my brother would be allowed to read it before me. So I'd have to wait for him to finish it. <gasps> what, this was I... going
3: by the like order of... Yeah,
2: so she'd buy it when it would come out. So we'd, oh, we'd my God. We'd have a lot hype and excitement. But she'd only buy one book and then she'd go, he's going to read it first because he reads faster. And then you can read it. <laughs> so I would have to wait. <laughs> for, like, so
3: you're being, um, how do you say...
2: Uh, Punished for, punished being, for a being a younger child. <laughs> yeah, for being a dumb... D- <laughs> for being three years younger. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, and we went on holiday with some other kids, like my mum's best friend's nephew, I think, and some other friends were there with their, like, grandchildren, like, younger than us. And they'd all read it. So I was the only one who hadn't this read it. This is the worst. This And is they the kept worst. going... They kept, like, teasing me with, like, spoilers and stuff. Like This is the worst. This is, like... Th- this is the kind of, like... Like
3: like millennial trauma. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, That like I remember really well mm-hmm. because like especially before, especially before the like, um, before uh, the fifth book, which I read in English, I had to wait for the Dutch translations <gasps> to come out, oh. which usually took like another six months. Cool. Yeah, so like I would, and it wasn't until the fifth book, which my dad had gotten, because he was reading them as well. Which I love. It was yeah, like a little sweet. It was like a little like um, thing that we shared. And my dad would get the the books in English, so he would know what happened before, and I just could not wait. Mm. I was just like, I'm sick of waiting. And this was my first experience reading an English book. Oh wow! And um, like being like understanding it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was uh, when I uh, when I read uh, an English book for the first time, and uh, and that like made like the language click. Oh, that's so good. It was, like, amazing because, like, I started reading it and I didn't quite, I couldn't quite follow it. Yeah. But it was, like, because I was so determined, like, two chapters, three chapters in, it was, like, my brain just went fine. Fine.
2: You can, you can have English.
3: (laughs) And then I had no trouble and I read it in, like, a day and a half. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. Are the characters called different names in in Dutch? What's Dumbledore called? Pericamentis. Oh, I think we've done this before. Haven't we? Um, What's Hermione
3: called? Hermeline.
2: Hermeline. What's Mm -hmm. Harry called? Harry. Harry Potter That's the same name Just (laughs) said in a silly way (laughs) It's a a Harry Potter (laughs) (laughs) What's Uncle Vernon called? Ooh That's definitely a different name Yeah But I wouldn't be able to I don't remember Okay, if you know Write in (laughs) With with your (laughs) suggestions Uncle Vernon Who's the Dutch Uncle Vernon? (laughs) Uncle (laughs) Vernon Is it (laughs) that? Om It would be That's Um, uncle um, Om Om Vernon (laughs) (laughs) Vernon Yeah. Great. Great. How's your week been? Uh,
3: Yeah, good. It's just been, it's been really busy. But I, I, I'm I'm in that like last stretch before Edinburgh. Mm. Where you're just like, you're just kind of like going, 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 going. Having a mental breakdown. Basically having a mental breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was doing a preview. So the show, I sent the show like a recording of it to my agent. And he was so nice about it. Oh, that's great. And he's never nice.
2: Mm, what's going on?
3: Well, he's like nice, but he's, <laughs> but he's not this nice.
2: Yeah. He was very nice. He's a nice person, but he's quite critical about work. Isn't
3: yeah, he? because he wants you to be really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's always like he's he doesn't want you to get comfortable and then stop working. Mm-hmm. So he's always
2: usually really like,
3: OK, well, I think this, this, this and this. But this, he was so nice.
2: He's he, like the agent version of those angled toilet seats that are meant to be uncomfortable so people don't stay on their phone too long on them.
3: He also looks like <laughs> He does. He <laughs> also like, looks God. like those toilet seats. He looks
2: <laughs> like a toilet seat.
3: Yeah, so we had this call. So I was like, wow, I I've, I felt really good. Yeah. This is, uh, this is unusual. And so I was feeling really good and I was like, okay, great. Uh, you know, I feel optimistic. And I went to my preview with this like optimistic view. Good god. <laughs> it could not have gone worse. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> I was like, this uh, is why he's normally critical. <laughs> Cuz when I start to feel good about myself, that's when everything goes as wrong. As soon as
3: I have like a little bit of like positive, you know, affirmation, mm-hmm. um it's like uh, the universe is like, how dare you? You don't get to you be don't cocky Mickey. I think there were some things that were probably working against me. Like, for example, I was taken over from a person. It was an Irish comedy night, and mm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they I was. So why re- do you
2: think it went wrong?
3: I was replacing an Irish person. Did you do an accent? Oh, of course. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I was replacing an Irish person. They had obviously like scrambled and were yeah. just like trying to get anybody, mm-hmm. and had tried to get Patrick, who I guess is half. Uh, Irish so maybe he could have like claimed it yeah and his name's Patrick (laughs) yeah and then Patrick was like but Mickey's available and then but I didn't know it was an Irish so I was like oh great a preview and then I went (laughs) and then it was like Irish comedy
2: tonight and I was like okay fuck and then (laughs) do you think they thought that there was a little apostrophe between the O that's what Patrick said he's like your name is Mickey (laughs) O'Verman
3: and then uh, we were, so I was like there and I was like, oh God. And then I said to the guy before me, the Irish guy, I was like, oh, um, are they going to be okay with me not being Irish? He's like, it'll be fine. They're always lovely. And I'm like, oh, oh God. And then he went on to introduce me and he went, um, she's not Irish. And they all went, oh,
2: <gasps> oh no, oh no, but at least you're not English. That's right? what he said. Yeah. He was like, but she's not English. And they went, yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs>
3: Oh god! So yeah. I will give myself that. Mm. You know yeah. that was working against me. That it I was wasn't never going to be the best
2: work in progress ever. No,
3: I I think uh, the the whole time there were two uh, very Irish looking uh, boys in the front row who yeah. were just looking at me like you are not as
2: promised. Not one of
3: us. You are not. Not one of <laughs> us. <laughs> You're too tall. <laughs> yeah. So um. So we'll we'll get ready for uh, the next one. Well, I wish I'd been at that one. Oh my God. Anyway, that was my week uh, besides that. Excellent. I'm excited about a
2: guest. Our guest is amazing. Amazing. So good. Her name is Sindhu V. Sindhu V. Do I even need to tell you who Sindhu V is? What a get. Actor, comedian, writer, star, movie star. Matilda the musical. Movie star. The movie musical. Star. 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 Matilda. Star. (laughs) I think we nailed
3: that <laughs> What we'll I'd done together Yeah
2: No No Leave it as it was
3: Leave it as it was I
2: nailed it You
3: nailed it Yeah We'll, we'll get let, we, let's, uh, let's get her Let's it, just get her in Let's
2: get her in Hi It's me Sarah Thank you so much for listening to Thank Fuck For That If you're enjoying the podcast Please sign up to our Patreon to support us We need some help making it We're doing it all by ourselves So please sign up Even if it's just £3 a month That would make the world of difference Thanks so much Here's the episode Sindhu is here. <laughs> Welcome Sindhu. I'm here. Thank Hello. you so much for doing this. Yeah, this is very cozy. It is cozy. And so thank you so much for using the word cozy as opposed to um, crap, cramped and
5: sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's not cramped or sweaty. It's cozy. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sweating. So I can't tell you it's sweaty. I don't know what you. Yeah, we well, you. We you talked you about this slightly before. sweating yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely sweating. You're yeah, glistening. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you've got your lemonade. You had an exciting
5: experience with, with the uh, Vietnamese place across the road. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, shout out to them. Come and get your Vietnamese baguettes there. Um, <laughs> but if you want a beverage, be ready to have a very long discussion about various things in your life, what you've eaten that day. Uh, potentially how you're feeling, whether your marriage is going well, you know, just things like that and then they will decide what on the menu they are willing to sell to you.
2: I can't believe they do this because Ed Knight, who does the other podcast in the studio, said that he went over there and they literally just, they give, you you get what you're given over there. You can order something, they'll go, no, you're not happy. Oh, yeah. this is that place. Yeah. And so I said this to Cindy, but I was like, I feel like they're just going to treat you with more respect than Ed. I feel like Ed is easy to disrespect. Yeah, you're which you're I agreed being, with. Yeah, you, you
5: can command the respect, but yeah. it sounds like I mean, she was respectful. She was sort of probing. She, you know, like she was probing about, you know, when you know someone's about to make a poor decision and you want to save them by making them make the correct decision. Yeah. That way. She was like that.
2: It's amazing. She asked you what you had for breakfast.
5: Yes. And when I told her, she said, "Mm, yeah, that's not a very good breakfast. She asked me, have you had a good breakfast? And I told her and she was like, "Mm, that's not really a very good breakfast, is it? And I was like, oh. And she said, it's not going to work with this coffee. Uh, and I said, okay, and then I asked her for something else, which was on the sign, it said, iced jasmine tea, and she looked at me, didn't turn around to look at the sign, and said, what? And I said, (laughs) like, she'd never heard of this thing, and I said, iced jasmine tea, and I pointed it out, and she turned then to look at it and said, oh, we don't have that. So I was like, That's amazing. So I was like, well, can I, what, and she said, we have iced lemonade, and I was like, okay, I'll have that. I don't like lemonade, I don't like sugar, and I don't like ice, but (laughs) I was like, I'll take that. Because I was like, I'm not leaving without a beverage. And then she said, do you want ice with it? And I thought I'm going to throw myself. (laughs) But here I am with uh, ice lemonade. It's not bad. It's got a lot of leaves in it. It does have mint mint. leaves, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, but I was happy. And then she she was very nice. She... (laughs) she said are you gonna have it here and i sort of pointed out the window and said i'm gonna have it here and i was pointing at the police station she just <laughs> like, i said no no i'm going somewhere there there and so she was very nice yes yeah
2: All right. she good. thinks you're a hardened criminal now yeah yeah <laughs> getting a who doesn't lemonade. have a good enough breakfast to drink her special coffee absolutely not that's a crime in itself uh-huh. well thank you very much for joining us this is a podcast about life-changing moments would you say that you dwell on the moments that could have
5: changed your life do I dwell on them? Mm. No, but when I remember them, I always have to sit down. Like, holy shit! Oh, yeah. Imagine, mm. imagine. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. but I don't fun, remember them otherwise. Like, if I said, like, I don't walk around thinking about them because that would be just weird. Yeah. Um, and I always, and I always think. I always think, what if? And then I get kind of discombobulated, so I stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, discombobulated.
2: Great word. Good word. Great word. I've heard it (laughs) well I've heard it now (laughs) it's a very good word so when you have to sit down you've you've, you've remembered a big moment you sit down and you think whoa is that because it's it's just the
5: difference in your life is blowing your mind I think it's because each of those times and there's like a couple of them I was so clueless like it wasn't like I really didn't want to do this and it was happening no I was like oh okay cool 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 and then usually some other person, usually an adult, uh, e- even though I was technically an adult, it was very not really in charge of my life for a very long time. Um, I always just did what my mom said. And then you're like, oh, they changed their mind and my whole life changed. Mm, right. And it's like, but then because I have a lot of faith, I'm a person of faith as they say, which used to be you'd be like, yeah, I'm a Hindu and I'm religious. And people now are like, are you a fascist? it's like, no, Uh, but I have a lot. And my my belief system very much centers around karma and, you know, all Mm. those things. So it's kind of easy for me to fold into my thinking. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Otherwise, I think you'd just be like, is life just full of these moments where anything could happen and by the great, you know, by some... Just complete random event. I didn't go down that road. Life is never random like that. So you Usually, believe like, oh, it was meant to be and stuff like that? I believe, well, I believe that what what has to happen will happen. You just, all you have is the time between now and that thing happening to control various behaviors, your thoughts. But that thing is going to happen. But it doesn't have to be, but that thing is going to happen as in your life is going to broadly Go in one direction. Right. Um, And, you know, but it's not something that you think and you think, well, the problem I have with some of the thinking around what's going to happen will happen is it tends to then sometimes uh, indicate that there's no agency.
4: Mm. You
5: always have agency. It's just, you know. uh, Yeah. No, I like
3: this. I like this idea of like broadly it's going to go in the same direction.
5: It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because also, remember, the way that karma works is every 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 action you're doing, I'm, I'm well, you don't have to use the word karma. You can use any other. Everything I do today creates my tomorrow. Right, yeah. Right? So then, then people say, oh, but then how can everything be decided? Uh, that is a complicated thing to explain on a podcast, and I am willing to point you the direction of various books written about 5,000 years ago, <laughs> including the Bhagavad Gita, which would explain that but I think I think that I do believe that things happen how they're supposed to happen I think your attitude to them is what you can control that's nice do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean because the only thing you can control in life is your perspective yeah
2: I like the idea everything I do today makes my tomorrow that's right. 100%. I just had a flashback to my mom at school cuz I useless child forgot everything all the time daydreamed all the time and would ha- was have like you know cooking class on a Wednesday and then they'd give you a list of ingredients to get and it would be like Wednesday morning and I'd be like oh by the way I need six eggs and some flour and I need it to be weighed out specifically <laughs> oh, poor mom. and my mom was about to go to work and I really distinctly remember her just completely at the end of her tether Like my, I think my brother and I sang this for years afterwards because she just like completely lost her mind and she was chanting get your things ready the night before <laughs> over and over again she was <laughs> trying to drill it into my head Never did. Yeah. Learned the song though. Good, yeah. good. good. Good tune. And but do you think same... that helped your tomorrow? Uh, I I think it did something to my tomorrow. I don't know if it helped or, <laughs> or if it made everybody's tomorrow uh, very stressful and probably reduced the amount of tomorrows we're all going to have. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Are you more prepared now? No. No. Absolutely
3: not. No. I know, because now you have your ADHD diagnosis. <laughs> yeah, so I have an
5: excuse. <laughs> but, but are you prepared for the unpreparedness? That's the thing.
2: Absolutely. There you go.
3: I can,
5: very I can nice. scramble in a crisis. There yeah. you go. But you know, right? And that's the thing. It's like my middle kid said to me, she has to take a flight. And I was like, what about your packing? And she's like, I only do it at the last minute. And I always make my flight. And I said, you know, the day you don't make your flight, that's going to have to be overturned. But if that's the thought process you're going with, You knock yourself out. Mm -hmm. And she gets, she does everything, but she's ready for that incredible trauma in the last half an hour. (laughs) Yes, She's (laughs) She's ready for it. It's like, well, good then. Yeah, that's me as well. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Mickey? Do you prepare? I'm better prepared than
3: that. Yeah.
4: You have a more
2: organized vibe. Yeah, yeah, she does. Which Mm -hmm. is like, but that is because
3: I was so unorganized as a kid and as as a teenager. It was ridiculous. So like, I just, I just never wanted to be like that again. I yeah. think like my control issues got worse and then I was like, well, I can't. I can't have both. I yeah. can't want to be in control and then le- not,
2: do anything. <laughs> not do anything to change it. Yeah. And that's the that's you making your tomorrow's easier. And that's me clearly not having ADHD. <laughs> yes, that's the one difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's
5: I love that. Yeah. It's yes, thank you. It's facts. <laughs> yes, thank you. Did it's facts.
2: Ha- did having children change your attitude towards that sort of thing?
5: Do you kind of have to be more relaxed about what is going to happen tomorrow and and the next day? No, no, no. My God, having kids made me the kind of person that like I for so many years, now that the kids are older, I look back like I was like a person who did all kinds of things, went on roller coasters, was happy to just suddenly go on a trip. Then I had kids. Every single known anxiety came and started living I became anxiety because I was my whole life was if something happens to me what's going to happen to these kids oh yeah but then something happens to me could be like oh this this lamp is going to fall I'll die Mm. I'll slip on the floor I'll die if I get on the flight I'll die and then I just became one of those people that has like um what's the word I think lunatic (laughs) I couldn't do anything I couldn't go anywhere I was on antidepressants for anxiety And I thought, who am I? And then Mm. I had low self-confidence. While they were little, but I never showed them my fear. Oh, that's good. I never, because that was the one saving thing. And they smell it, like dogs. Yeah, and I was like, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. But, you know. Yeah, I
2: mean, I I remember hearing stories about my mom. Mm -hmm. mom, Like, I literally just went to France with my family, and we were staying with my parents' best friends from years and years ago. And they're telling these wild (laughs) stories about my parents from before we were born. And I'm, like, looking at my mom, like, who? Is this woman that I have never met in my life? She's just talk- she told this story about how she and her friend went to the opera in France and they only had one set of underwear. So my mum wore the pants and Lynn wore the bra. <laughs> <laughs> That's
5: amazing. Like, That's friendship.
3: You? you always have underwear. <laughs> That doesn't sound like any story you've ever told about your mom. I know. It's That's amazing.
5: Yeah. That's very good though. That's true friendship.
2: But that I, is true I friendship. think she is, she's more like that than she, she was when we were growing up. She was a very anxious mother
5: as well. But yeah, think, yeah, yeah. No, That's just I, the case. Would yeah. you
3: rather wear the pants or the bra? Uh,
5: if I was in my 20s, probably neither. I wouldn't have given a shit. Really? Yeah, yeah. But then I had kids. <laughs> no, you. you. get the option. You're like, oh, thank one me time to. when we were in university. <laughs> you <take the> set. <laughs> uh, One time when we were in university and it was first year, my my best friend, um, shout out to Ambika. I know you don't listen to podcasts, but one day maybe you will. And we uh, and she lived with us because her parents had gone abroad and she had to finish university. So we were actually in third year of university. We decided to go to to uni every day with no. Underpants. Really? Just for fun. And it was very warm. So we always wore, like, dresses or skirts (gasps) or even salar camis, so there's nothing going in your crotch. This is old school. This is a risk. And we just did that, and it was like, okay, yeah, but we it was our little secret, ha, ha, ha. and she was at a different college. So we weren't <laughs> even like in the same college. It wasn't like, like
3: you could text each
5: other. Like, no, there was. I mean, no. But it was just so fun. So no, I would have probably at that age worn neither. Wow. But then if, if I'd had kids, I'd have had to wear a bra because it would have been injurious to right. someone's bra, health. Bra, bra, bra. And um, now, if I had to, I would just wear the pants.
3: I would wear the pants. One hundred percent. Yeah, I think I'd wear the pants. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, because I don't have also... a lot of.
5: Like boobs, so it's not like I do, but also I think you know, whatever. Like, I think if you're in that position where you're sharing bra and underwear, it's already you're desperate, so just wear the pants, you know.
2: No, I I gotta have pants on during the day, yeah. I'm a leaky lad,
5: leaky lad, leaky lad, (laughs) yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, I've had three kids, you want to talk about leaky lad. Uh, but
3: yeah there's a tube out at the moment where they say uh, where they encourage you to do your pelvic exercises I'm doing oh, them yeah. right
2: now yeah, yeah. as we
3: speak <laughs> yeah are you actually since no. thrusting at the ceiling <laughs> that would be amazing no but you can if yeah but they're like encouraging clench. you because they say yeah. like it, it prevents like leakage when you get older yeah oh, yeah yeah that yeah, ship is yeah. sailed
5: man because <laughs> you're, you're, you're already Oky a leaky left, left. <laughs> No, but you can start anytime. time. Okay. We, we can be doing them right now, you guys. Okay. just I'll start doing just, it now. Just like you stop peeing, just do that. Let's do that throughout the rest of this podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
2: From <laughs> now on, we're doing pelvic floor. So just so you all know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be doing pelvic exercises. Why not? Keep The whole time.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
5: have you ever had a big near miss moment in your life i like i don't look at them and think oh i'm so glad that didn't happen but everyone else around me is like oh "Oh, we're so glad that didn't happen i just think if it would have happened then that would have been my life OK, you know, I mean, of course, it wasn't like there was one which I don't want to talk about because it's so long where I think I was being kidnapped. But <laughs> you have to talk about that. Now, I didn't really understand it until I did. And I was like, oh, they're going to traffic me. I got to do something. Oh, my God. So then I, yeah, that was scary. That was actually scary. That yeah. was scary. But it was not for the longest time. It's like why? And I was 20 years old. So it's not like I was five. Um, Wait, are
3: you not going to tell this story? Because
5: that's so interesting. (laughs) Do you have an abridged version of this story? You're going to have to abridge it big time because there's so many moving parts. Okay, so (laughs) I was 20 years old and I decided that I was going to... And there were a lot of... My family was going through a time, okay? And my elder sister was back in... And I want to say this with a great deal of respect that the people I'm going to talk about now are no longer alive, And so it's very important to me to tell the story sensitively because they can't, especially my sister, can't really be like, oh, that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. So whereas in the past I would have embellished it to make myself look better, I won't now. But also with a caveat that this is your version of events, not theirs. uh, No, they're the right version. (laughs) But but I'm just not, you know, yeah. yeah. So and it's more just to honor that fact because... Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, so really want to say that out loud. Okay, I so there's was a lot going on in my family. My sister had come back from the United States. Her and my parents were having a real moment, which I understand. Um, I was 20 years old, and I'd kind of had enough of the three of them and their bloody drama with each other. And also, I was 20 years old. I wanted to do my own things, and my mom had sort of, by that time, it had become very clear that I was going to be the daughter that was going to do everything right. Oh, yeah. And you. so have an arranged marriage and blah, blah, blah. Um but I was very invis- I was not visible in all this. It was like, who cares what you think? You're gonna do this stuff, and I was like, okay. And then, I from a number of things transpired because of which I decided. Well, first of all, I. Not physically, but through a photograph, I met my guru. Mm-hmm. And I saw a photograph of her, and I was like, I know that lady. I have, to, and she was a guru, like an orange and everything. And I told my dad, who I was talking to because I wasn't talking to my mom or sister, uh, that I want to go and meet that lady. And because in Hinduism, and not all Hindus, but certainly in my family, my parents were always very uh, respectful of the inner call that someone has, Mm. either, you know, towards God or in my mother's case, sexuality, sexuality. you know, she was like, oh, that's an inner thing. I can't get in the middle of that. So they got in the middle of everything I did, what I wore, who I talked to. But <laughs> if it was the call of God or if I decided to be or if I decided to say or figure out that I was lesbian, my mother would have been like, OK, well, that I can't get into because that's an inner call. Right. That's great. Right, right, right. right, right. Yeah. 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 So like these are my lines. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I said I want to meet her. Blah, blah blah And she had moved at the time. She was not in India. She was in the United States. But her ashram was near Bombay. Mm-hmm. Um and I decided I was going to go there. I was going to um do my exams, sit for an interview for university abroad and then leave, pack my stuff and go to this place. Wow. And my parents like okay, they had been and they were like sure, well we can't get in the middle of that. So it was a train ride and it was monsoon season as it is currently in India, so a lot of rain. And my parents never really let me travel alone, but it they were busy at home, uh, and so it was a train from Delhi to Bombay. And my father had given me the phone number of his PA and said, "If anything comes up, call him, because I'll be busy or whatever. If you need anything, but mm-hmm. so it was gonna be fine." I sat in the ladies' compartment in the oh, train. There's a ladies' compartment, which is only women. Still, yeah. Which is much safer. Let's mm. be honest. You take men out of the equation yeah, on a yeah, train, yeah. women feel safer.
2: Yeah, they should have an option for that on the trains here.
5: Yeah, even my university bus was called Lady Special. Ooh. It was only women on really? the bus to it university. Sounds yeah. fantastic. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Sarah would be the only creepy The ladies carriage. Hello.
4: Can't <laughs> <laughs> keep me out. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway,
5: so I. <laughs> you two are so funny. So I so I got on this train and just outside Bombay, the train stopped because of the floods and there was literally water up to waste water. And it was like, oh, in my compartment was an older lady and she'd been there like we'd been on this train for hours and she'd been there. And often in India, you take your own food and you share food and stuff. And she'd asked me and I said, no, I was in a very. I think I was running away from home, kind of, yeah, but with this it beautiful like. excuse, which was not an excuse because my guru is still my guru, and that was the start of my spiritual practice, but I was very inward, and I didn't know I was sort of running away. I thought, I have to go. I just didn't care. I had to go to this ashram. I had to go. I had to go. Anyway, the train stopped. People started jumping off the train and wading through the water to the station that we were at, oh, and I was God. like, Oh. What am I going to do? Like, I don't even, this is, and this is Maharashtra. I'm from Delhi. It's a completely different for me. I've never been. So this lady says to me, she starts getting her stuff. She gets ready to leave. And then she stops and she turns to me and she says, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know yet. I'm going to have to call my parents. And she said, oh, from where? Because it was not, I mean, there's pay phones, but at that time mm. India was still not an uh, open economy. So, it was, so she said, well, where are you going to call from? And I said, I, 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 I literally was like, I didn't know anything. So she said, well, I, my son's coming to pick me up. I live in Bombay, in the city. You can come and use our phone. And I'd been sitting in this train with her for hours. Yeah. And she was older, like older. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And she said, yeah, that's fine. My name is Mrs. So-and-so, blah, 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 And it's no problem at all. I didn't tell her where I was going. We hadn't really talked that much. Mm. But I was like, okay. So I got out of the thing with her. We waited. I put my suitcase on my head and we waited through the water. Her son was there, really nice. We got into our car. It wasn't too far, I guess, because they lived in the suburbs and this train had stopped somewhere outside the main station. Honestly, and just for the record, I did not remember this until after I had my second kid. And I was sitting there, I told my mom, oh, you know, one time, and then as I was telling my mom, I was like, Oh, my God. And while I was in the middle of the story, my mother said, Oh, I'm becoming very emotional. Get me one wine. Because <laughs> <Get me laughs> I think my wine. mother was like... <laughs>
3: one wine.
5: <laughs> Get me one wine. Anyway, because I think... And then she cried after because she said, Bita, kuch ho What if something had happened? You never told us. I'm like, I, I guess I just... But also at the end of the story, I got to... So what happened is I, I showed up. I'm sitting in their house. They have an apartment and there's lots of apartments. It's like an apartment building. Literally, it's packed, like you can hear the people in the next apartment, but it's very India. Dogs are barking and the windows are open and there's like curtains. And she put me in a room and she said, yeah, 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 of course you can have a cup of tea, then you can use the phone. And then there was a curtain. So I was sitting there and I was like, okay, so I'm going to have to call. So I had the number with me. And then I looked out of the curtain and her and her son were like heads down whispering to each other, which wasn't weird, but something about it. I remember, just stuck with me. Yeah. Mm. And then she came in and she opened her palm and there was a pill in it. And she said, why don't you take this? Because, you know, it's been a long journey and it will help. And I immediately in that moment thought, that's very strange. Yes. Yes. That's so strange. I yes. said. Don't take the pill from the old lady. <laughs> so I said, oh, no, I'm feeling fine. And she just stood in front of me and said, oh, I think you should take the medicine. <gasps> And she said, it'll just make you feel better. So I said, okay. Because I really didn't know, well, what was I going to do? What was I going to do? Like scream? Tackle No, but her son was a big old guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. also it's I was amazing. like, wait, what? Yeah. And so I took the medicine and I put it in my mouth. And <gasps> I remember did. I stuck it right in the back here. <gasps> yeah, and I drank the water and I gave it to her. And I said, thanks, I think that will. And she said, okay, great. Because also you have to remember, I was not, I mean... My hair was in a braid. I had a bindi because I was going to the ashram. So, you know, I was like dressed more uh, conservative Indian. And the moment she left, I was like, I need to call somebody. Yeah. I need to get out of here. Yeah. And then like 10 minutes later, her son came in and said, oh, how are you feeling? And I was like, yeah, can I use the phone? And he's like, well, why don't you have a rest first? And I remember saying to him no no I'd like to use the phone and then I remember thinking I don't know the address of this place I didn't know a single thing yeah oh my god so I said I don't know the address I didn't say anything with the address to him and he said why don't you have a rest and I said no I'd like to because my parents will have heard about the train stopping and he said no 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 one will have heard about it and I remember thinking correct 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 they won't hear anything about this until tomorrow yeah so I said no I'd like to make a phone call and then I was very smart. I said, and, you know, because you could hear the neighbors. Yeah, yeah. I said, oh, if, 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 if your phone is, is, I said, is it the lights? Is it the phone? Because I can always go to the neighbors. Mm. And I think he understood that I, I think, and this is just hypothetical, that people could hear. Right. So he said, sure. And, but he didn't turn his back. He reversed. So he was standing right near me with the phone. And I called my father's PA, and he picked up the phone, and I said, Mr. Katyal, um, I'm in Bombay, the train. And he said, oh, really? I said, yeah. I said, and I didn't know if these people spoke Hindi, but everyone in India really speaks Hindi. So I said, I'm here with a wonderful couple. Then I started describing her. I said, she was in the compartment with me. She's kind of older, such a nice lady. Her son is here. They gave me a great ride in their blue car. I just started giving him as many details as I possibly could. Oh, my God. And And he understood something was up. He knew me. And he said, I need an address. And so I held the phone up like this, and I said to this gentleman, sorry, what's your address? What's your address? And you could, and his, I could see that the old lady was looking from the corner like this. And he turned to look at her, and then he looked back at me, and he said the address. He didn't take the phone. He said the address. Mr. Katyal said, fine. And then he kept me on the phone he just kept talking to me Uh, and that's when I learned that it's good to keep someone on the phone Mm. it's because I think he thought if I put the phone down
3: who knows what's going to happen yeah
5: so he kept talking to me but because and this is where I'm very lucky and I think privilege is the right word my father worked in the literally within five minutes they were like woo 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 woo." (gasps) they came and they just came to pick me up and I think when these guys heard that they were like oh who's this yeah Yeah. Um, and so but can I just say one thing I was so scared because of the curtain to spit out the medicine, but I had spit it out because oh, by good. this time it would have dissolved. Who knows what the fuck was in that medicine? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then they came to get me, and I was like, thank you so much, thank you so much. And I left. Now, that's the story. It oh could be God. that they were fine. But I have to tell you, when she stood there with that medicine, I was like, this is not going to go I well. I don't think random good Samaritans force you to take pills. But she didn't no. force, but she was. But they also don't show up with a pill. Yeah. When you haven't said you have a headache or anything. And, and like willfully being, no, you take this. And there's
3: a big thing of like instinctually oh, knowing
5: I when I something's up. I was like, oh, yeah. And you know what's impressive is for a dodo like me, I started saying, "Oh, the neighbors, oh, the blue car." It's amazing how much your system will try and protect you mentally. Mm-hmm. It, th- yeah, wow. Yeah. But I get like you—you calling yourself a dodo. I
2: think even now at this age, there's there's a big part of me that would be very trusting of an older woman yes. on on a train. Yes. If she just said, oh, can you come and help me with this? Or can you come and walk me to my car or anything like that? We like, just said the female compartment of the train is much
3: safer. Yeah. But also,
5: to be honest, my mother has never raised me to be particularly trusting. But the fact that she was an older lady. Yeah. And also, I my options were very limited. We were in the middle of a place I'd never been. The train had stopped. It yeah. was late afternoon. So I was like, and I knew if I'd stayed at the station, I'd, I was like, I'm going to get raped. Yeah. But it's, it's like, not
2: even like she sidled up to you and said, hey, like... No, she was starting know, to
5: leave. And yeah. then she turned around and said, oh, what are you going to do? It's just like she but played it, it well. If she was a kidnapper, she was a smooth kidnapper. She was smooth. But maybe the son, when he saw me, had an idea, bad idea, you know. Mm. I don't know. But the yeah. whole thing was so... I can see the apartment when I'm telling the story. I've only told it... I think it's the third time I'm telling it ever. And that's, a, I guess, a near miss Yes, of something. I think that is a huge near miss. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but then at the end of that, I went straight to the ashram, and um, well, you kept going. Oh yeah, no, no, I was going to the ashram. Right, right, right. Um, And interestingly, I don't think Mr. Katiyal told my parents, because my mother hadn't heard about it. Although my mother forgot shit, so maybe she'd forgotten about it. But my father would have definitely called or spoken to me. But I don't think he did. I think they, again, this often happens. There's a tendency to avert your eyes from something terrible. Mm. And I think he thought, whatever that was, it's done now. She's on her way to the ashram. Yeah, And the person who came to get me was from my, the same department my father works in, but in Maharashtra. And he was like, you're going to Ganeshpuri? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay. And they just drove me there. It was like, It's like maybe an hour, two hours. And when I got there, I mean, my whole life changed. So um, I think I just didn't think about it again. Right, because something else huge was happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, huge.
2: Wow. Do you
5: have any um, sliding doors moments? I think for me, a sliding door moment would have been... So when I was at university, I knew I had to have an arranged marriage because it would make my mom happy and also all my cousins had, and it was fine. And you had to get married. I mean, that was fine. I always wanted to have kids, and I was still very much at the time of the view that you got married and had kids. Mm. I don't know. Your uterus is activated by matrimony. I don't know what I was thinking. I was young, <laughs> okay? Anyway, um, and I was very much in the, I was doing the things I was supposed to, and I was happy mm-hmm. because I kind of had a side life. You know, where I would smoke in secret, and I had really good friends, but I knew um, that I would have these things I'd have to do, and given what I was like, it was weird, and everyone talked about it, how I was the way I was, but I was making all these conservative I was on this conservative path because my mom wanted it. And Mm. I think at the time I didn't realize how much being the kid my parents wanted was important to me for them. I didn't make that connection yet. I was like, I loved being a good girl to them because it was huge kudos and all that. And I was kind of not that good because behind the scenes I was smoking. But okay. You got to do both. I got to do both. So um, what happened is in India at the time, most people who were like me, who were going to university and who had fairly liberal parents, because my parents were liberal, even though they being in, in India, arranging a marriage and being liberal are can be very coterminous. Yeah, they were all studying to get a scholarship to go abroad. And a lot of them were going to America and you had to write this exam called the GRE and blah, blah, blah. And you got money from the universities and stuff. I had very good grades, but I knew I would have to get married, and also I didn't want to write an exam. Ugh, so lazy. <laughs> um, and so they were all on the path to freedom and this and that. And I was like, ah, oh, freedom, shmidam, I got to write an exam. Like, I just, I was so lazy. And everyone did it in the second year so that by the end of university in the third year, you had your application ready and you got your money and you could leave in September. I, of course, didn't do any of that. I was like, eh, nah, I'm going to have to get married anyway, so why bother? And so I finished my BA and I started my master's degree at the Delhi School of Economics, just because you gotta do something. And my friends who had gone abroad uh, were living in America and they were living in flats, but I had a set of friends who'd come to the UK. And they had had some different process. I knew it wasn't, I didn't really know, but they'd all left. And they'd gone to these kind of very big deal universities. I'd been hearing about it, but I didn't really know much about it. One of them, who I didn't know very well, but our parents were friends, And she'd always been a bit snobby in general and kind of like, I'm an intellectual. Um, And I had extremely good grades, so you would think I would have that attitude. But I was like, I'm going to have a cigarette. Like, I was not the person who was being very intellectual. She had come back for the summer, and I was at Delhi School of Economics. And we met up, and I went. Here's the thing. I hated going out to dinner with my parents to their, like, friends' parties, But on this occasion, mommy was like, You should come and you never listen to us. And wah, wah, wah. So I said, Okay, fine. So we went and she was there, this friend. I was like, Hey, man, how are you? We've been at the same undergrad college. She's like, I'm great. And she was even more posh and she had a bit of an accent. And I was like, Whoa, and where have you been? And she's like, You know, I went to England to study and I'm at Oxford. And I, next sentence, and she has never let me forget this, was, is that in Cambridge? <laughs> I'd heard them together, Oxford, Cambridge, yeah, yeah, Oxford, yeah, yeah, Cambridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that in Cambridge? And she was like, she was almost like, Ugh. she yeah. thought I was so uncouth. She said, no. And I said, oh, how did you go? And she said, oh, I gave an interview. And I said, you didn't write an exam? She was like, oh, there's no exam. You have to have a first, and then you apply to the Rhodes Scholarship or the Radhakrishnan, and mm. the, you have an interview, and they select you, and you go. And I was like, there's no exam. (laughs) And she's like, no. And then she said, and I said, have you had sex? She was like, that's very personal. I was like, no, no, no. But I thought no exam, boys. And sex. And smoking on the street where your parents don't see you. I went to her house the next day. I'm like, tell me what you did. And she was like, what? I'm like, tell me what you did. Because there's no exam. She was like, what? So she explained to me, you have Oxford and these are the fellowships and you have Cambridge and they don't really have it. They don't have the same number of scholarships. And she talked me through the whole process and I applied and I came to the UK. I came to Oxford and that changed my fucking life, man. Wow. That is such a
2: great sliding doors moment. If you hadn't been to that night with your parents, that would never have happened. Yes.
5: And so that's a sliding door, right? 100%. Multiple, because it's also like, uh, what if you had just like done the exam? Gone to America. Oh, I would never. Those exams are awful. (laughs) But I mean, but I think the thing to me, I look back, my life, one of the turning points of my life was coming to the UK to study on that scholarship to a university like Oxford because it ticked all the boxes for my parents. But also being at Oxford really made me feel invincible because it was such a big deal Mm. to get, there was nine scholarships out of India. Yeah. So, and I didn't have great self-confidence. Yeah. So getting something. And then when I got here, every English person I met who was at Oxford was like, we are going to rule the world. I was like, what is wrong with these people? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And so there was like this huge thing. And I started rowing. I used to always play basketball. But suddenly I was just, it was one of the first times I felt like just Sindhu. Yeah. Right? Not like so-and-so's daughter or the person who has to do this or, you know. and so all that it was that like stuff. freedom. I think freedom is a very, is is the correct word, but it's blunt to explain what I experienced. I experienced, a, it was a great, like a door opened in which I could befriend myself. Mm. That doorway opened. That's and nice. I think the friendship I would have had with myself had I not done that would have been a good friendship but that person that I would have made friends with would have still been very much a creation of all the different roles I was playing. Mm-hmm. And, it w- and I would have been perfectly happy. Because happiness is an inside job. Mm-hmm. And it's always my instinct. So I would have been happy. I'd have had the same parents. But this was like a doorway to befriending a version of myself that was most authentic. By the way, very hard friendship. Oh my God, what, <laughs> what <laughs> Fucking, <of insecurities. laughs> what an insecure bitch. But... Mm. It was yeah. So that I think is a sliding doors. That's amazing. We, we've often that's been great. very
2: down on university in this podcast because I think you and I didn't enjoy our university yeah. experiences. Yeah. But that is the best kind of telling of a story of like somebody actually going to university and discovering, changing a version of yeah. themselves that they didn't know was there. Or, that's what or, it's supposed yeah. to be.
3: That's that's like the thing that people tell you, and you're mm-hmm. like, wow, can't wait to experience that. And then when you don't experience it, you're like. Where was my big brother's but, really, but, you know,
5: I had 18 months. I had to do it and go back home. Yeah. Um, and I, so I was on a limit. Yeah, like, man. I would meet people and be like, do you have a boyfriend? Have you had sex? They'd be like, what? <laughs> so I was like, I need to do that because I have to go back. So did you have sex? Want to hear yeah. a joke about frog? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but everyone on the basketball team and my friend Micah, who's German and is godmother to one of my kids, she was like, I'd never met someone. She said, you came to trial, sat next to me and said, hi, I'm Sindhu. Um, Have you had sex? And she was like, What? <laughs> And I was like, I just, cause I need to get it done. Yeah, I need to sort you need it to, out. Get it over with. <laughs> to get it done. <laughs> I need to figure out those. I have to go back and get married, and I'm sure I'll have sex then. But like mm-hmm. now, it would be, like, lots and different. Yeah, did not have lots at the time. But did then, you have different? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I think the thing is, I started my, in my raging slut phase there, and mm. then just went from there. I, massive North European tour.
2: But the moral, uh, the ending of this story is. Uh, <laughs> The (laughs) ending of this story is
5: you didn't have an arranged marriage. I didn't know. No, no, no. No, but no, no, no. And because that was my authentic self, I Mm -hmm. think that was the Sindhu there. Everyone was like, why? And it wasn't because arranged marriages are terrible. It's because I just, I had not, I just didn't know who I was. And I really couldn't marry someone and be like, I don't know who I am. Good luck. I had to be like, and then some guys you met and you're like, I know, I don't know myself, but I know it's not with you. Whatever (laughs) is coming is not with you.
3: Oh, you had some setups for. Oh, many. Oh, seven. Seven, Seven wow. very
5: serious ones, yeah. Wow, really? And then you met Jakob during oh, your work? Oh, in my PhD, Yeah, wow. much wow. later, yeah. Wow. And I didn't think I would marry him. I actually thought I wouldn't get married because I was going to have IVF to have my kids and my wow. mo- and my mother. And I, is this being videoed? Oh, it is. I remember saying to my mother it's when just I was gone 27, off though, so it's That's okay, when I was 27, I said, Mommy, I have to tell you something. I don't think I'm going to have an arranged marriage. She kept picking boys near where I was studying or in academia, right. just to kind of... And she said... Hot boys in your area. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that ad. That my mom was like the version of that. Hot okay. academics in her yeah, area. Exactly. And so I, I she said, said my I don't think I'm going to have arranged marriage. And She said, oh, Beta, lesbian ho. Are you lesbian? Because that for her was great. Then we'd know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and she said, I don't mind if it's wedding card. We'll say Mrs. and Mrs. But yeah. you please get married. I'm oh, like, that's, that's not nice. how it works. We're not both called Mrs. And also, no. I said, I think I just don't want to. She said, What about kids i said so i think i'll have ivf and she did this ivf you will have children with ivf and i was like <laughs> what are you doing where do you think they're putting these kids pointing at a vein in her arm yeah like i'm taking a heroin shot yeah. i was like what what do you mean and she said are they ivf to ivf and i said well, first of all they're not inserting babies into my blood do you yeah. think it stood for like intravenous yeah intravenous that's, yeah. fertilization in- intravenous it's in you isn't it like in, in vitro. vitro yeah in and, vitro, I, and yeah. I, then I said to her I said it's, it's in vitro and like it's in a it's, it's, it's a, the, and, yeah and she said I said <laughs> like, do they just stir I'm like okay we're not talking about the science <laughs> just stop it <laughs> do they <But>, stir it <laughs> but she was so and anyway but I said was no it? and then she was like okay because I'll have to take care of them and I don't mind and, and I was like oh my god that's not you know so yeah, yeah. but then I did get married that's great. It's great. Siding really good doors. stories. Thank you so much Thank for telling Thank you so much. Us. It was great fun. It's
2: lovely to have you. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Are you doing your kegels? Are you doing your kegels? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely. yeah, I'm back yeah, on it. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm giggling yeah. away.
5: Yeah. I've been giggling this whole time. Um, okay. What do
3: you want to plug?
5: Um, I want to plug good vibes. Oh, oh good nice. vibes. Yeah, I want yeah. to plug good vibes. I just want to say to everyone who's listening, you know, you have to wake up every morning and you have to, m- the, you have to mainly plug... This is going to sound gross. So I'm going to. You got to big up not your next gig necessarily. You can big that up. You got to big up yourself. Yeah. Can and I do your pelvic it? floor. Do your, do your key goals. <laughs> big up pelvic floor. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Slug yourself. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> that's unnecessary. No, that's great. Let's end it there. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Cindy.
3: Hello, Cindy. Cindy. That was Sindhu V. That was Sindhu V. A lovely episode. Really thoroughly enjoyed that. I said to you before that I was like, I am going to really enjoy Sindhu mm. because she'll just tell a really good story. Yeah. And then she did. Mm-hmm. That was excellent.
2: <laughs> and you just told a really bad story. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and so try and compare. Just for <laughs> contrast. Here's what you could have won. I like to give people the option. <laughs> Um, no I just I just I know she's just like such a good storyteller she's so engaging I was like I'm just gonna very sit back and enjoy this
2: yeah you took a little nap didn't you
3: yeah that's that's me
2: enjoying it Have you heard a little bit of snoring <laughs> You're, it's not the soul it's just Mickey it's me snoring yeah yeah, um, yeah no very captivating yeah. really good guest lovely well what's left to say other than thank you for listening thank you for listening thank Were you, you p- for coming out to our shows thank you for coming out and seeing us thank you for um, getting in touch on the Patreon I had a lovely girl on my show the other day. Really? She said she listens to it with her parent. With her parent? That's real nice. Yeah, that's so nice. Was really nice. Hello to you and your parent. No, parrot. The bird. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're not making any fucking money on this podcast. No, come on. Because all the fucking parents are listening. (laughs) We're the fucking number one parent podcast in the UK. Oh no! Oh god! Oh no! We've set Sarah off. Oh god! We're the parrot guys. <laughs> well, hello to the parrot. Yeah. Um,
3: well, she said that the parrot doesn't like like every podcast voice. So some po- some podcasts the parrot doesn't like.
2: It's because we sound like parrots. <laughs> Cause we go. It's because we go hello. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! All right, let's it's, just. Because we go. It's because we go hello, and the parrot goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are my guys. <laughs>
3: fuck's sake. Anyway, thank you for going out to our shows. Please come to Edinburgh. Uh,
2: come and see us. Come to Edinburgh, see my show, see Mickey's show. Yeah, do the double, do the double. Pit us against each other. <laughs> tell, tell, tell everyone who you thought was best. And then we'll f- and then we'll fight in the street. How about that? How about that? How about that? How about a little fight in the street? How about we have a little roll around the cobbles? Okay. <laughs> for, for your love.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you want us to mud wrestle. Yes.
2: For for our patrons. Yes. You bring the jelly. <laughs> we'll bring the pain. Well,
3: look out for that on Patreon. Mm. And um, yeah, please sign up to Patreon and I think that's it.
2: Yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening, guys. Other than to compliment oh, yeah. your beautiful Thank eyes. Thank you for listening,
3: guys, and, and you'll hear us next. Uh, you'll hear mouth. us. You'll hear us next time. <laughs> Say goodbye.
2: Thank you for listening to Thankful for that. It was hosted by Mickey Overman and Sarah Keyworth, and produced by Lucas Jetbo with music from Ben Kavanaugh.